I have seen so much health and nutrition advice that contradicts itself all the time, over and over. One of the basic fundamental beliefs that I had that I knew was right, I didn't question it, it was just what it is, is there are negative effects of eating meat and that a carnivore diet could not be healthy. There's no possible way. And so when uh, I got faced with the situation of my son had cancer, I really needed to understand for myself and, and embrace cause and effect and see if uh, what we were being told was based off of real results or if it was based off of kind of a, just an idea that may or may not be right. I needed to know for myself. So I started diving in. Research, research, research. Uh, the China Study was one of the first books that I read, and that's a study uh, in, in China to where they correlated, you know, to some, summarize a, a, a big book, Eating Meat Causes Cancer, but was, was how, how the uh, book was written and, and what I got from it. So that scared me, it terrified me. Meat had to be bad based off that. So I cut it out of my son's diet. And then as I went into health and seeing that some things were working, some things were not working, I started questioning it and hearing about the carnivore diet and people having really good results. It did not make sense to me. So I was mortified at the thought of somebody doing carnivore. It has to be something that's gonna kill them. So I started researching and diving in and then did a two-week experiment for myself. Welcome to the Sewing Prosperity Podcast with host Logan Duvall. This father of four is an Arkansas successful small business owner whose world was turned upside down with the cancer diagnosis of his then five-year-old son. As Napoleon Hill famously stated, every adversity, every failure, every heartbreak, carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Come and join us on our journey to create a blue zone community with a focus on a holistic approach to anti-cancer, regenerative farming, and strengthening local economies. So in the first steps of uh, our health journey and the, the nutrition, we really went whole plant-based. And with that, started to research and seeing things pop up that were negative. And so that, that was really confusing. Like why, why are we having any, any sort of negatives? At first there were definitely positives. And I think that that was uh, coming from the reduction, removing processed foods. And I, because that, that is a big, big deal. But there were things like, you know, uh, a pale complexion, uh, skin issues, brittle hair. There's a lot of things just started popping up that, that just seemed to need to be questioned. Why are these things happening. And so as kept diving in, kept diving in, the carnivore diet kept popping up. And uh, so I thought that that was way too extreme. So I just kind of kept pushing that off, push it off, push it off and went into the uh, bulletproof diet. So Dave Asprey is one of my absolute uh, go-tos. I love the way that he questions everything and dives into that. And meat was a big part of uh, the bulletproof diet, his plan. So that got me thinking, why are we recommending meat if meat causes cancer? Why are we recommending meat if that is like one of the worst things you can do? So diving into that, well, there's a lot of nutrients that are devoid in plants. Curious. And meat is extremely bioavailable in the nutrients that it offers. So here we go. Start having a little bit of a transition towards 
maybe meat's not bad. And uh, that, that led me into starting to read things like the Carnivore Code and uh, Dr. Sean Baker and uh, Dr. Paul Saladino. Now Saladino has changed uh, his, his approach a lot, but to the point that meat has a lot of nutrients in it. And now those nutrients are going to be your B vitamins, a lot of your minerals such as selenium or copper, uh, zinc, the, all of those are gonna be you know, nose to tail in there. Collagen is another massive factor in there as uh, working with ancient nutrition uh, really has shown a massive improvement in people's lives. So started seeing how these plant or these animal nutrients were having these positive effects on, on my well-being. And as I've gone through learning and things, I've, I've really distilled it down into there's two major causes of disease. Those two causes are nutrient deficiencies and toxicities. And that is what I loved so much about the carnivore type approach was that it removes the toxicities that we find. The big three for me are going to be vegetable oils, added sugar, and gluten. Conveniently, they aren't in the carnivore diet. They don't exist in there. With the toxicities being removed and then the focus on adding nutrients. So your nutrients, there's a lot of them. A lot of them that are only found in meat. So we're removing toxicities and we're adding nutrients. And that combination, I think, is why it's working. I think that's why carnivore's working. I do, my gut tells me there's long-term consequences of only doing carnivore, but I think that we need to change our perception on meat is bad and plants are perfect. I think that is just the big takeaway that I want you to have in listening to this and we're gonna go into a lot more on the whys. A lot of the common nutritional advice that I've come across is do things like juicing, eat a lot of whole, whole plants, whole grains, whole nuts, doing, doing all of those things are the perfect cure for health. What I found is eating that way does have a lot of nutrient deficiencies also has something that is referred to as an anti-nutrient, things that take away the nutrients that we otherwise would be able to get. And so some of the common uh, deficiencies in like the vegan diet are going to be B12, vitamin D3, omega-3s, iron, calcium, zinc, iodine, and that's, that's just part of them. And part of the reason that that is going to be a deficiency is not only because it's maybe not in a bioavailable form, but it's those anti-nutrients. Those anti-nutrients keep our bodies from being able to use it. So it just kind of locks them up. With those nutrients, I've been really, really uh, taken by how important B vitamins are. And so I have a gene variation called the MTHFR, as does Lander. And I do believe that that played a crucial part in why he got cancer. So B vitamins are very important, especially riboflavin. So the, the MTHFR gene mutation has to do with methylation, and it's a methylating of, of your DNA and how things are supposed to properly work. It's really complicated, and I'm not an expert on that, but understanding that is dependent on methylated forms of B vitamins is very, very important. Those B vitamins are found in meat and eggs. So that is one thing that I'm really really trying to create awareness around in that you've got to eat for the B vitamins. They're not as available 
in plants, especially not riboflavin. That, that is a hard one to get. The nutrients that are in meat are able to be used by the body better. That's, that's just kind of the big, big takeaway without the toxins of a processed food, vegetable oils, sugar, and uh, your, your gluten or other, other plant proteins. Nutrients are not only vitamins. Nutrients are also minerals, and the importance of minerals cannot be understated. So things like copper and selenium, iodine, are things that we are typically deficient in, and especially, especially magnesium. All of those are extremely important in how the body functions, and the negative consequences are extreme. All of these nutrients are found in animal products, especially when practicing a nose-to-tail approach, which is eating all parts, including organs. I have other solutions for everybody who just said, ooh, wild-caught salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and mussels are powerhouses of these vital nutrients. To add to the importance of meat, the following are only found in such foods. First is gonna be creatine. It's a key to the brain and muscle function. It's also produced by the liver, but not in optimal amounts. Carnosine, antioxidant considered non-essential because it's formed in the body. Vitamin D, this is the darling of the mainstream health. I doubt there are many who haven't heard of the importance of vitamin D. If only it was that easy. D2 is what's found in plants and is significantly less beneficial than D3, which is found in meat. A side note, vitamin A and K2 are crucial for the body's ability to utilize vitamin D. The big argument against meat is the environmental impact, the humane aspects of it, and I am not going to be one to argue against those things. I think the conventional model is broken. I think that the way that animals are raised is of the utmost importance, and it has a massive impact on the environment, the animal and the end product. The conventional model of confinement, of feeding them strictly grains, uh, corn, soy, that, that's, uh, that, that's not a good model. I don't think that works and I don't think it is uh, sustainable. But what does work is sourcing these products from local farmers that are really implementing these regenerative practices. So we cannot compare a ground beef that is raised on a feedlot to a 100% grass-fed, grass-finished animal out on a pasture living its best life. So I'm not here to argue that, but I think that by comparing those two is extremely important. When you look at the omega fatty acid makeup on a grain-fed animal versus a pasture-raised and finished animal, it's incredibly different. And that's going to be when we're talking about those deficiencies and toxicities I brought up at the very beginning. The omega-6s, especially that linoleic acid, are going to be built up in the grain-fed products. So they actually get incorporated into the cells and they're there. So you're going to have a higher omega-3, or a higher omega-6, which is going to have a negative impact. Your omega-3s are found in your plants that the animals consume. That is where you get the DHA, the EPA, that we hear a lot about eating those wild-caught fish. It's also in your grass-fed animals. 
so sourcing them from a grass-fed, grass-finished local farm helps everybody. Everybody wins in that model. So the animal wins, the, the, the consumer wins, the environment wins, the farmer wins. I think that the sourcing is as important of a topic in all of this as anything else. Before I make any sort of a change for my family, I want to understand. I want to make sure that I'm making the best possible decision to help them. And uh, the big, the big eye-opener for me was a friend who was having some major gastric issues. So major issues, and there were a lot of uh, bleeding when they were going to the bathroom. Could not figure out what was going on. But what he found is that when he was doing carnivore, only eating meat, the bleeding was reduced or even stopped. So that is when I decided I'm going to dive in and I'm going to understand is this really something that has a positive impact or is it just absolutely crazy? I began reading a lot of books and those books were The Carnivore Code by Dr. Paul Saladino, The Carnivore Diet by Dr. Sean Baker, Lies My Doctor Told Me by Dr. Ken Berry, The Carnivore Cookbook by Craig and Maria Ermrich, the big fat surprise was really incredible because we have been told that the fat causes all problems. That's just far, far from the truth. And then the Bulletproof Diet by Dave Asprey, who again is not, it's not carnivore, but he's an absolute hero of mine and I, I follow all of his stuff. So after, after going through a lot of those books and videos, uh, the, the tipping point was going to be my, my dear friend, Lisa Fisher, who is a, uh, as passionate about health as I am. And so she did carnivore. She experimented with it, and she had a lot of positive things. And so she challenged me to try it out. So I did for two weeks. For two weeks, I did complete carnivore, and that was going to be eggs, meat, and dairy. The dairy is a whole nother topic, but sheep cheese and goat cheese and raw milk, that is all I had for two weeks. The results that I found was I actually slept better. I was less stressed, less, less uh, anxiety. So four kids, a business, uh, too many projects. Stress is something that I deal with on a regular basis, and that was help. Also, the energy. I had more energy. And I go through periods where I'm, I'm extremely fatigued, and I think that goes back to, to stress. But also, it's really easy to have things hide in your diet. And what I found with carnivore was that there was only a few things that I was eating and a whole lot that I wasn't eating. And I think it's those things that we're not eating that have the major impact. Inevitably, anything that is so contrary to, to common beliefs, there's gonna be some questions. And so some of those questions that I've found are, what about saturated fat? What about not having fiber in the diet? What about cholesterol? Because everybody's on statins, everybody's on high blood pressure medicine, and all of that is caused by fat and a lack of fiber, right? Well, great questions. They all led me to do a lot of, a lot more research and writing. The topics are so in-depth, I can't adequately cover it here, but I want to highlight some of the things. A couple more of the resources that I would recommend to dive into those are, again, The Big Fat Surprise, that was incredible. The Great Cholesterol Myth by Johnny Bowden, PhD, and cardiologist Steven Sintera. 
the obesity code by Dr. Jason Fung, they all go into this fat and cholesterol idea that I think that we've really, really got it wrong. I think that saturated fats are extremely important for overall health. And I include a lot of that in, in our diet and what I feed my kids. So real grass-fed butter, I'm not scared to do that. The saturated fat in, in grass-fed, grass-finished meats, I think it's very important. I think that that's where a lot of the cognitive improvement we saw were, hey, getting enough fat in your diet also helps you stay full. You're not, you're not starving right after you eat. And all of those things add up to just, just overall well-being. Continue to research. I do not uh, get boxed in to where I only accept this one thing. I think that's part of where these diets have really had a downside is whether it's carnivore or vegan or this or that, keto, paleo, whatever, is it's being so ingrained into this one way that you're unwilling to question anything else. So going back to those models, cause and effect. Is it working? Is it not working? Why is it working? Why is it not working? Ask questions. Is this working for me? Continue to do it and learn. It's not working. Change something up and continue to improve. So don't get, get caught up in a, in a tribalism and dogma. Learn and apply the best practices.